Welcome to the Plus Future podcast with me, James Nepal Singh. It's an absolute privilege to have attorney and mediator Damali Peterman on today's show. Damali's publishing a book with Penguin Random House called Negotiating While Black, How to Be Who You Are to Get What You Want. She is the CEO of the dispute resolution firm Breakthrough ADR, and my very first podcast appearance was actually on Damali's podcast called Breakthrough Barriers. And that opened up so many opportunities for me. So I want to thank Damali for creating these wonderful opportunities for me. This was a rapid fire coaching session. Let's get right in. Hello, Damali. Welcome to the Plus Future podcast. Hi, good to see you, James. What bump in the road have you got that I can help you with today? Hmm, a bump in the road. Let's see, what kind of bumps in the road do you cover? Do you cover everything from, from personal to professional? What kind of bumps in the road do you cover? Anything that you're happy to share with our listeners at home. Okay, so let's see. I think a bump in the road that I have that I think many people can relate to and that perhaps will resonate with others is just trying to figure out how to balance everything that's going on because this concept of work-life balance is to me quite elusive. And being a mom and a wife and an attorney and a mediator and an author and all of those things are great. And you can only really do one thing at a time per second. And so that would be, it would be interesting to hear how you would navigate multitasking, juggling, and wearing many hats. Okay. So the situation you're at now, you've got many hats, you're juggling them and you're looking for balance. You mentioned you're a mom, attorney, podcaster. Um, so you've got a lot of going on. What options do you think you've got available with all that going on in the background? Well, you know, it's always good to think about how to get help because I think oftentimes what afflicts many people who have a lot going on is they're still trying to, on their own, do everything. And one of the things that I think is a great option to have is just thinking about ways to get help and to be supported in each of the various endeavors. So for example, with with being a mom and working full-time, what's been helpful to me is having an au pair, having someone who I trust, who is like a big sister to my children, who can help me essentially with the things that I would normally do, <laughs> but for the fact that I have an au pair. So that's one option. So one option you've got is to get external help or maybe delegate some tasks in each of the roles that you play. What would you like to leave this conversation away with? Some insights that you didn't have before. Hmm. I think that something that is interesting um, for me is this constant quest, if you will, for perfectionism. I think sometimes trying to be perfect can get in the way of just getting things done. <laughs> so how do you how do you deal with that? Okay. So how does that relate to what you mentioned before about having many hats and how to juggle that? I think that they relate because trying to be perfect 
takes a lot of time. (laughs) And if you spend a lot of time trying to perfect one thing, that's less time that you have to address something else. And so I think my grandmother used to say something and perhaps many grandmothers and others have said these wise words. Now, don't let being perfect get in the way of getting it done or being good or something like that. So perfection for you, you take the saying from your grandmother that don't let perfection get in the way of getting things done. But I'm getting this sense that you're still in a bit of conflict because, correct me if I'm wrong, you appear to be a perfectionist. I'm only saying this because I'm an attorney too and I know what the job is like. We are perfectionists by trade generally. So to what extent is perfectionism getting in the way of you trying to juggle all these hats? Perfectionism is time consuming, right? (laughs) And sometimes you just have to get it done. You just have to send it in and move on to the next thing, especially if there is some codependency um, in the work that you're doing. So for example, if someone else needs to receive something from you in order to do their part of it, then you can't wait to get it perfect to send it out. You have to just go ahead and send it out so that you can continue to gain momentum on the project. I think in other parts of life, in terms of parenting, no one is a perfect parent. Sometimes you have great moments and sometimes you're like, oh, could have done something differently. And so I think it's a matter of learning and continuing to learn. And by the time you figure it out, you know, you probably have adult kids <laughs> at that point. <laughs> it seems in your life, you've sorted things out. You've realized you can't be a perfectionist in every role that you play. What's the problem that you're trying to grapple with at the moment then, Damari? If I had to distill it to one issue, I'm trying to figure out how to create more hours in the day, James. So how do you prioritize things at the moment? I try to prioritize them by hour, right? So I only have a finite amount of time each day to do finite amount of options. And I think what I used to do when I was younger was I would write a to-do list and it would have like 97 things on the to-do list. And it's impossible (laughs) to do 97 things if you think that if you divide the day into quarters or if one third of the day, if you divide into thirds and one third of the day is for sleeping, right? Essentially, you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep. I don't know anyone who consistently gets eight hours of sleep. And if someone is listening and they do, please write me (laughs) and tell me how you get eight hours of sleep. I would love to figure that out. But I think if you think about the day in thirds and a third of the day is devoted to uh, sleeping, then you have 16 hours, right? And in that 16 hours, what can you accomplish? And so typically I try to prioritize the day by thinking about it that way. So I can I realistically accomplish 97 things? No, what's important? A few years ago, many years ago, I learned about this matrix called the Eisenhower matrix, and it groups things into... I believe in urgent, not urgent, important, not important. And by grouping it that way, you can sort of see what's on fire, right? So what's urgent, what's important, what's not urgent, what's not important. And you can figure out if it's not important, what to do with it. If it's something that's important or an urgent, but not important or important and not urgent, just thinking about sort of the overlap, you can decide to your point about delegating, how to delegate things. You can figure out what has to be accomplished today 
And so that's a little bit of what I do to prioritize. You've mentioned you've got 16 hours in the day to prioritize your workflows and you use the Eisenhower method to see what's urgent, what's not urgent and what to delegate to someone else. Your original question is, how do I have more hours in the day? So if you had a magic wand, what would you want to do in those extra hours that you're not doing now? Well, it's it's a great question. Before, um, I would have said exercise more, but I'm exercising more. So that's good. I'm implementing more self-care into my day. I think one of the things that I have to do that is new um, is I'm working on a book and I have to write each day for a few hours a day because books are written, as my editor always says, one word at a time, one sentence at a time, one page at a time, and one chapter at a time. And so the only way to get there is to write more. And so that's, if I had more time, I would probably write a little more. If I had even more time, I do do a lot of community service. I would love to do even more community service because I think that, especially in the work that I do with conflict resolution and de-escalation, that these are essential life skills that people need. And although I enjoy doing it as a trainer as a, and as a consultant, I would also love to show up more and provide some of these services to the greater community. So there are three things you mentioned there. Self-care. Number two is writing your book. And the third is helping out the community more. To what extent can you cut back on the things that you're doing now to make time for those three things? That's a great question. If I knew that answer, (laughs) if I knew that answer, I don't have any sort of frivolous times currently. If we're talking about the 16 hours, a lot of my time during the day when my kids are at school is devoted to work, to mediating, to training, to reading, to learning more, to writing. And so if I had to do something different, I think that would be really, I don't know what I would do different. I I already wake up super early in the morning. I go to sleep late at night. I don't have a lot of like fun time. Like I wish I could say I I can cut out some Netflix time or something like that, which I do enjoy listening to podcasts and listening to some shows. I treat a lot of television shows as podcasts. I'm just listening to them instead of like watching them. Before I would exercise at night, that didn't really work. I have to start in the morning and that really gives me a boost for the day. And so that helps me to get the day started. One thing I would like to do more of, which I've tried before and I enjoyed is meditate. I thought that was great. And I was doing that once a week. And that's something that I took out, not because I didn't have time, but it's just, it was like something that was happening in a group setting on Zoom virtually on Sundays, I think. And I think I had a few conflicts in a row and then you know how it is. You, you miss it for a few, a few sessions and then you, it's out of mind, out of sight. So it sounds like your day is completely, completely jam-packed. You don't really have time for fun things. You had meditation, which you loved, and it sounds like you want to go back to it, but things got in the way of it. To what extent are you doing things that you're absolutely loving if you think about all the tasks that you do in a day? So I definitely do fun things. I love to travel. I actually love writing. I was an English major in college, and so I enjoy writing and being able to have a book that was purchased, you know, 
in the U.S. by Penguin Random House and in the U.K. by Bonnie or Heligo is a, a big accomplishment, especially for a person who majors in, in English because I love to read and to write. And so I, I find the writing fun, but of course, like the additional aspect of it being something that's going to go to the public <laughs> makes it more like work. And then I like to listen to music. I love to travel. I do read and I'm just, I have to watch the new Black Panther movie, uh, Wakanda Forever. So that's something I plan to do this weekend. And so I do do some things that are fun and I think my work is fun. So I'm in conflict resolution because I really enjoy it. And I think that there are a lot of things that people could do. And you'll appreciate this being an attorney, that there are people, things that people could have done before they rise to the need of needing an attorney, right? And oftentimes when there's a conflict, not just for things like legal drafting, but if you're thinking about dispute resolution. And so I enjoy helping people resolve their conflicts. I love what I do. And I love to listen to music and to dance. And so I think I have fun during the day. I think it's more of, you know, if I had an extra few hours, your question, if I had a few more hours, what would I do in that time? And I would probably do some more work. I'd probably, and I do have other external help in terms of work. You know, there's someone who helps me with marketing, someone else with publicist, my PR, someone who helps me with my executive sort of assistance work. So I have people that help. And I think where I went wrong in the early days of starting my first company, now I have two companies, is thinking I can do it all, which is where we started the conversation. And so as I've grown over the years, I've realized that it's worthwhile to invest in other people that can help you to accomplish what you need. And it's okay to delegate and to relinquish some of those responsibilities that sort of weigh on us. And so that part, I think is, is great. I think I would like to travel more and I have some travel coming up for work, but I really want to go to Indonesia. Like that's there on my list. I really would love to go to Egypt. So I'm based in New York, but I, there's some places that I want to go that I haven't been able to travel to recently, like most people, given the aftermath of the pandemic. It sounds like the job you've got now is fun. The life you've got now is great because you're enjoying what you're doing. So it's the, the option of having more time would be great if you have it because you can travel more, you can write more. How can you free up more time if you could? Because you mentioned delegation. So could you delegate more? That's a great question. I could delegate more. Right now, I think we might have a few interns. They're in a program, a fellows program that might be starting in the spring. And so that is going to be helpful in terms of delegating more. It's one of those things, though, where you have more people, you have more people to, <laughs> to manage and supervise. And so that also comes into play. I think that also thinking about time management, oftentimes with me and the nature of the work that I do, sometimes conflicts arise. And so no matter how well I can plan my day in advance, I could get an urgent text or an email or referral from someone who's having a PR type crisis and they need to figure out how to deescalate the conflict or someone who is threatening to go into litigation if they can't solve their dispute in mediation and they the statute of limitations is running on the issue so they want to go into mediation tomorrow. And so there are things like that that arise that even if I have my whole day organized, these are the types of things that come up that I can't plan for in advance. So when I'm thinking about more time, 
Uh, it's usually to address things that are unpredictable that arise that I then have to maneuver around throughout the day. What's the rationale for those urgent things coming to you and not someone else? Ah, people trust me. I have a reputation and I've built some rapport so that when things happen and you want to go to a trusted advisor or you want to de-escalate the conflict, I'm usually a person that people think of first. I'm their Olivia Pope, right? So I'm the fixer. And so it's great to be seen that way, but it also means being available when things arise. And I like it too. I mean, otherwise my work would be, you know, it would be fun, but think about how exciting it is to get a call about something that's going on that could be in the news and people want your insight on how to best navigate it. It's flattering, but it's also a responsibility that I, I take seriously. To what extent could you have a Damali 2, like a clone, and you oversee that clone? <laughs> I would love a clone, James. I would love four, five, six clones. However, what I've learned is it's really great to surround yourself by people who are different than you. A book that I really enjoyed reading was Ed DeBono's Six Thinking Hats. And it talks about how having different types of thinkers is really great for not just collaboration, but for just diversity of thought. And so I actually like that the people who work with me are different than me because I learn from them each day. If I could clone myself, then that would be great because then I need that second person could do all the things that <laughs> that need to be done that that I don't always have time to do. Have you explored hiring that person? I have. I have explored hiring that person. And I think that there are a couple of people that would be even a, a better version than Damali 2.0 <laughs> that we could bring on. So that might free up some time for your writing and self-care and traveling. That's true. Um, my schedule too is usually pretty intense for like nine months and then for three months. So over the summer, for example, I try to, I try the last few years, I've tried to really be not as busy when my kids are out of school in the summer. And so it's usually really intense for nine months. And so I think that that also is something that I've grown accustomed to. Um, I have a friend who has a business that is in the pool business and the peak season is for 16 weeks. And so she has an intense six weeks and then the rest of the year, not as she's still working on other things, but the intensity is really finite to that four month period. And so I'm like, I'm like oh, how can I get that, <laughs> that schedule? To summarize our conversation from the start, then you started off by saying you have many hats as a mom, as an attorney, you've run two businesses. How do I find more hours in the day? We explored that the things you do do in the day are fun. And if you had more time, you'd like to do traveling, self-care, and we'll spend more time on writing your book. You've delegated as much as you can, it sounds like. There might be potential options, for example, getting the interns in. And... Going forwards, you do have three months off where you can dedicate to your kids during their holidays. What are your key takeaways or aha moments from today's conversation, Damali? I think an aha moment is was thinking about more delegation. So what action plans are you going to take away after this conversation in terms of delegation? 
Well, I think just thinking about what happens with the business is that it, as it continues to grow, you have to then reevaluate what your needs are. And so I think just thinking about what the next, you know, now that we're continuing to grow and there's a lot going on now with all the new products and services that we have, reevaluating our, you know, staffing needs and thinking about like, especially at the end of the year. So thinking about like, what can we implement perhaps at the beginning of the next year that could be helpful for the company. So your takeaway is more delegation potentially, but analyzing the business needs for the next year. Right. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss today, Damali? No, I think that covers it. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining the Plus Future podcast. Thank you for having me, James. I'd like to give another big thank you to Damali for joining the podcast. I suspect she's thinking about what the priorities in her life are at the moment and to what extent she can actually free up some more time to delegate more. I'll keep you posted on how Damali gets on. Please feel free to like, comment, share, subscribe. And if you've got any comments, just let me know on my socials. Until next time.